guys, this is the Diesel Queen. I have some exciting news for you. This March, when you buy a diesel decoder, you will get exclusive access to a question and answer panel with me personally. This is going to be limited to only the people that buy diesel decoders. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. In addition, you will also be getting six months of completely free access to the diesel repair platform, which is called the Wikipedia of truck repair. And on top of that, you will also be getting a voucher to go to one of our top training classes in the United States. It's an in-person training class. This only lasts through March and it's only available with the people that buy the diesel laptops decoder. Don't wait, sign up for it. If you've been waiting on buying it or waiting to figure out if you want it or not, March is the month to get it. So in this episode, we bring back repair races. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, YouTube series here for a while, they were actually on uh, like way back, like 18 months ago, two years ago when they first got started. Um, I like, I think like anything else, you know, you, you start a thing and you kind of ebb and flow and things change and directions change a little bit. So that's, that's no different association. Uh, but they're doing a lot of, a lot of really, really good things here. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see someone, uh, coming into uh, like our industry and bringing some of the outside knowledge in really trying to help an industry. And it really ties in what they're trying to do is help really their core business is small, independent repair facilities, uh, mobile maintenance operations, tow truck operations, be more efficient, make more money. And you know, that's, that's really what diesel laptops does too. We're here to help you and empower you to be the hero to your customers to do things. So repair race is a great new startup uh, association that's, that's out there. It doesn't cost much has some quick ROI on it and hope you learn a little bit more about them in this episode. So enjoy. Welcome back to the DL, everyone. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the founder and CEO of Diesel Laptops. And if my voice is a little bit off here, I just spent a whole week in Vegas over at Con A, Con Expo. Uh, great event out there in, in Las Vegas. Only happens every three years. Uh, it was great to see and meet everybody. And before that event, I was actually at TMC and I got reconnected with Mike from Repair Races over there. We got to have some conversation going. I'm like, Mike, you got you to gotta come back on the show. Um, talk about everything going on, everything at TMC, everything going on with it, repair races, what the industry's seeing. So Mike, like, welcome, welcome on here. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me on Tyler. It was great seeing you a couple weeks ago and I'm glad your travels got you back home for a little while. And in fact, I had myself a little cold that made my voice sound like Donald Duck for a while, but so I'm all back and in, in, back in good shape now, but thanks for having me on and love to talk about what, uh, what we're doing at repair races and. Root cause analysis has become a really a buzzword that's taking off in uh, TMC, and I'll be glad to share some of that and some of the news on that, and then how it can help you know our our repair industry uh, get to the root of problems and, and make things you know fix them for for uh, and prevent them from happening again. Yeah, well, let, let's talk a little bit about about I guess you know you and probably repair races. So when repair races first came on here, like I I don't think it was even like officially launched yet. Like when we cut the episode, and I know time moves on and things ebb and flow and change. So how are, how are, I guess, maybe the audience, like what repair races does, I guess, like, yeah. why do you guys exist and kind of what's been going on there the last, you know, 18 months or so? Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Exactly. Well, ACES stands for Association for Commercial Equipment Solutions. It's got a nice little logo that kind of is easy to remember. And we're here to help all the repair shops, the small independent mom and pop shops that may have one day tough to 10 days. They have a small fleet. Uh, give them resources and tools to thrive 
we use that word thrive in, in terms of what does it take to, uh, to help them. And we have programs that vendor members that have joined us that have helped us put together a real nice set of uh, solutions and several things. You know, there's financing for repairs. There's recruiting has become a really big one recently. We found that diesel techs are hard to find in place successfully by uh, by many people, and we found a way to do that. So we have uh, recruiting. We've got some lift equipment with Sturtle County, for example. We have Truck Suite with their financing repair and, and uh, warranty purchase. So there's a, a whole basket full of things we think are going to help and have been helping our repair customers. Yeah. So I I think it's like anything else, right? When there's an association that can get together and kind of build something, it really does help all the members, right? Um, so what part of this is like understanding the industry and everything and and you're kind of an industry guy can you give everyone a little background on your experience here in the in the heavy truck world yeah so you know our our aces was founded by the uh by the creator entrepreneur of one of the largest aftermarket warranty companies uh, uh premium 2000 now ntp and his background and his team have put together a vision to help the small person the small shop the independent shop with tools and information to, to truly get, get going. And so we have a whole season, I think, seasoned professionals that are on, on our team here that know the business, right? Now, for me personally, I believe it or not, you probably don't remember this, but uh, my background is in a lot of the process capability and tools on how to how to win in operations, no matter where you are in the world. And as a rocket scientist, and then people say, this ain't rocket science. I, I'm truly uh, trained as an aerospace engineer. And a lot of the problem solving skills I learned along the way to make sure rocket ships get in orbit and successfully come back home. Uh, I'm applying now to all the things to help repair shops to do yeah. that. So what's it been like learning about repair shops? Right. So, I mean, they're they're unique. I mean, and you're talking about small ones that you're trying to help. I mean, that's our that's our core customer base over here at Diesel Laptops as well is all these smaller operations. And again, I was just at Con Expo. Tons of people. Hey, thank you. We do a great job. We help them out. But they they all really struggle in a lot of areas. And I think you hit the big one that we talk about a lot of time is the recruitment solutions. Like they can't, they can't find, they can't find help and they, they don't have enough help and they can't send their current help to training. They're really, they're really caught harder in this pinch versus I think some of these bigger companies that have bigger resources to go recruit people, retain people, put training plans together. So how are you, I know you mentioned it, but how are you guys helping on that whole recruitment solution side of the fence with these, for these smaller operations? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things we discover when we reach out to members is that they don't have time to invest in the, the forward resources and and, uh, and tools to, to. I mean, they're so busy delivering to their customers. You know, they they don't have time to market. They don't have to. They don't have time to do the the nuts and bolts of uh, the things you do in an operation. So what we're finding is that by us doing the the, the de dedicated process of making sure we know who the candidates are in the system, right? Using the different boards that are out there in our own job board and then vetting them with the time to take to ask the right questions. And that's the other thing is you got to know kind of what the, the job entails. And so we'll custom build a find, we'll call it a find, and then a placement. And that could be a supervisor, it could be a tech, diesel tech. We're actually doing tow drivers now because that's a big sore point for some mobile repair areas. So it's, it's really the know-how and it's really fundamental blocking and tackling that small shops just can't get to. And I imagine you're finding the same thing with diagnostics. I mean, if if you've got a truck in the bay and you've got someone who's very experienced, they may be able to work around uh, the, I call it the problem solving trouble tree, right? Or the, the root, uh, the tree that you use to, to logically think through it. But a lot of them don't have that skill. And not, many, many of them are now losing ground because the technology has advanced to the point where there's too much information. There's too many 
complications behind the engine. And so the tools you provide there are the things to help jumpstart that and, and have access to resources. So we're access to resources as a solution, basically. Yeah. So I mean, I guess let's let's talk about that a little bit because we do we do see it, right? With that whole the technician thing. So the example I always give people is we have like an electrical one-on-one course. Actually, we, we call it electrical one now instead of one-on-one. Uh, and we used to give a pretest before people would show up. And this pretest is not complicated. It's like, you know, what's Ohm's law? Explain these symbols on a multimeter. How would you test this wire? Like, it's pretty basic stuff. And the students that we have coming in are not like new technicians. These are continuing education courses. So these guys with five, 10, 20 years experience. And when they would come in, they would, uh, 80% of them would fail the pretest. <laughs> so we had, to, we had to like really, really kind of back it up and, and do everything from there. But I, as we've gone through the different courses, we have like a diagnostics 101 course. And, and really, it should be and it's, it's how to diagnose anything and how to find the root cause and how to how to drill down into like this is actually what's going on here. And it's like one of our least popular courses. <laughs> they're, they're still <laughs> taking the after treatment and they're, they're doing the, the software and the other things. But really, it, the industry really has a problem with properly diagnosing things for a lot of reasons, lack of education, lack of resources, lack of whatever it is. Um, but I know you're working with TMC and you guys have some things going together. So if you kind of break down kind of maybe even for the audience that's never heard of TMC, what it is and these RPs and recommended practices and then kind of talk about what we have going on here with root cause analysis methodology. Yeah. Yeah, TMC is a, a tremendous organization, been around quite a while. They are there for one mission, and that is to create an organization that defines the best practices for the industry, you know, from A to Z. And they use a, a term called RP, recommended practice. And it's basically a vetted solution or a vetted methodology or whatever the answer is for any nature of a problem that you might have or something to do in the business. And so there's a whole library, a whole whole cast of of the uh, people working methodically through and, and vetting, almost like Wikipedia for for a best practice, where they you know, they vote on it, everybody can add to it. It, it gets it gets uh, it gets squeezed down to the essence of what everyone agrees is the best way to do that in an industry, and that's very difficult to do if you think about getting consensus on something. So that's what they do. They call those RPs, and there's there's hundreds of them, and you know they come out every year and they 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 advance through the the voting of these different committees. And my, the committee I was involved in this recently is S5. S5 is one on a service provider. And so what we're done, what we've done, Mark Farkowski, the chairman of that group, got me involved when he heard that Randy Obermeyer, the chair, general chairman of TMC last year, uh, wanted to make root cause the theme for the entire year, right? It's so important to make that something top of mind. So it turned out that all, all roads led to creating a, a committee on it, a mini technical session, a presentation. And and quite frankly, now an RP is on its way to Cleveland for voting and being the author of uh, many, many problem solving solutions over my consulting years. Uh, it was a joy and an honor to be able to do that. So we created that. And it's a real simple thing, Tyler. Um, you, you're doing it with your class. You know, people are so quick to jump to answers. They don't understand the problem. And so how can they get there? Really? It's very inefficient. It doesn't really solve the problem. It's chronic. So. Yeah. We came up with this thing and I everyone just loved. We had the highest scoring uh, session at TMC in terms of survey and attendance. And so there's a buzz in the air. So I'm just going to say anecdotally, it sounds like we've got something going here. So the first thing about it is I always said when I talked about it is you got to understand the problem and you got to do that in a disciplined way using data coming from diagnostic tools like what you guys are doing, uh, using common sense, paying attention to, to your um, environment, 
uh, operator information, all this is going to basically come together. And when you've done that well, there's a whole methodology here that I've talked about that's just common sense that's organized. Then and only then can you really fix and prevent the problem. Diagnosis is the term you use, and, and that's exactly what a doctor does. They don't start treating you until they understand what's happening with your body and your system and your whatever you've got going on. So fix and prevent the problem is the last part of it. And then in there, you're, you know, you're looking for solutions and you're brainstorming ways to prevent the problem. You're looking for ways to monitor going forward so the systems are changed permanently. And so everyone loves that common sense nature of it. And now how do you make that happen in your culture? You know, training is not very popular. People don't want to slow down. They want to get to action, really. So this is a leadership uh, challenge. It's also a data collection and organization and critical thinking challenge. And when you bring it all together and you train people on it, amazing things happen. Problems go away. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to give a story here. This is this is like legitimately what happened. Um, and it goes to, I, I think, what I hope people take away from this is like, it's not just all in the technician. There's other people involved in the repair process. So the story I'm going to give you here is when I first hired Dustin Carnes, who's now our engineering manager, but he had been at diesel tech forever. And I, I brought him in to do like diesel technician training. And it's like day two, he's working for me. And I had worked with Dustin before, like one of the best diesel techs I've ever, I've ever known. That's why I hired him. Hmm. And we're like, Hey, let's just go out to one of the local shops here and go hook the tool up. So I start showing you how it works and, and everything. This local shop, they're cool. We can just show up whenever. So we, we roll up. Like, hey, we're just here to hook up and play with some stuff. He's like, well, cool. Since you're here, hook the lap up up to that that waiter over there, the guy that was waiting with his truck. He's got a problem and we haven't diagnosed it yet. You get the tool. Right? Like, cool. So we asked him, like, oh, well, what's going on? He goes, oh, he just says he has frequent regens. I'm like, OK, so we go over there and we start talking to the guy and, you know, you hook up, you get the codes and everything. And we start asking the guy questions. Dustin does like, well. What is frequent regens? Oh, I have to, you know, every week I'm at, a, I'm at another place and then I have to like bring it to them, put it on a computer and force a regen. Like, oh, like, is it doing the passive regens? He's like, oh yeah, all the time. Like, okay, how many places you've been to? He's like, this is my fifth time in about the last six weeks. I've had to be somewhere to get this thing solved. <laughs> like, okay, obviously he goes, well, like, what do they do? He goes, well, they always just hook it up, do a regen and it works fine. And they kick me down the road. I'm like, okay. So Dustin hooks up the computer and um, yeah, he's got some emission lights codes and he didn't care at all about that. The driver already told us that. And then he looked and he, he saw an overspeed code and he looks at the driver. And he's like, have you been adding oil to the vehicle? He's like, yeah, actually, actually I have been adding oil to the vehicle. I've been, I've been burning oil and I, I don't, you know, I don't see any leaks and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we're like, he's like, Justin's like, I already know what's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, this guy's been around for six weeks going around to all these shops. And he's like, I, he goes, I guarantee it goes, pull, pull off the intake off the turbo. You're going to have oil in there. It's getting sent all the way through your exhaust system. It's plugging up your DPF filter. You got an oil leak happening ahead of the turbo that we just, that's got to get fixed. That's, that's the whole root cause of this whole thing. And sure enough, we go over there, take the clamp off, pull it out full of oil. And, you oh, know, the, the guy was happy as heck. But the, the problem was, is that truck went to, you know, five shops and about six now. Right. And nobody actually asked all the right questions or took all the time to actually analyze all the problems in front of them, all the all the all the symptoms, all the clues and put it together, how to fix it. And when you talk in our industry about waste and the inefficiency and the, the technician shortage and all these things, we always go back to, man, if we were actually properly diagnosing and fixing things, we'd probably solve a big chunk of this diesel technician shortage because everyone can work on more stuff. So yeah. it's really great to see, 
you know, activities like this at TMC, because most people get excited about EVs and robots driving air, you know, driving cars and trucks and all yeah. the mobile apps. And nobody wants to talk about root cause methodology. So it's, it's been yeah. refreshing to see that happen. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, in fact, I don't know if I can show this. It probably won't come across very well, but one of the most powerful tools in the toolkit for root cause is questioning as a tool for problem understanding. So, I mean, I, I know you can't really see that, but it, but there's a set of questions that are just common sense questions. And, you know, yeah. if you slow down and the, the smart tech will say, you know, what actually occurred, you know, and actually start paying attention to the larger picture first, the largest picture. You know, do you remember when you used to buy those devices back in the 70s and the first troubleshooting sheet that you got and say, hey, the thing won't work. And you go, oh, it's not working. You know, is it plugged in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start with the top of the logic tree. Is it turned on? You know, and then do you have it on the right station or whatever? And so there's really that thinking, that framework that that we want this uh this methodology to to at least start to to get people down that road. And there's more advanced tools that we're gonna release later as we get into it, but it's more than just say throwing out a fishbone diagram or doing five whys. There's there's just this framework that it's just as your story told common sense and, and pulling back and making no assumptions and asking the right questions at the right time and waiting for the answers. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think you said it right to like technology plays, it plays a role in this, right? Like obviously you need a, a diagnostic tool of some type to pull data off the vehicles. And part of what we're trying to accomplish over here is like, okay, that's been, that's like one-on-one stuff everybody should be doing. But what we need to get to the point of when you're doing repairs is actually like a pre and post scan. So we're trying and we're going to be preaching to people like, look, before you even work on a vehicle, it doesn't matter what it came in for, an oil change, an overhaul or something in between, like hook up a diagnostic tool and get a vehicle health report. It's like going to the doctor, like you kind of made the doctor come in earlier, like go, like get your baseline established on what's going on. Because oftentimes what that driver's telling you and the fault codes and the data you see coming off the vehicle are, are could be two different things. They could be the same, but either way, you either verify the driver's complaint or you found more issues or you found some more clues in it. And you, the more of those scans you do, the more you can understand what's going on with that vehicle and the issues it's having and the history it's having and do the repairs. And then when you're done, do a post scan again, do a post scan, right? So scan it again and let's make sure we actually fixed everything that was wrong. Let's make sure we didn't induce new problems. And let's make sure we have a peace of mind here that this thing is working properly and it's good to go back to the customer. And it's really a good, like, kind of cover your ass thing too. Like the guy ain't going to leave the shop and be like, hey, what the heck, man, I'm like, Check engine light's been on since I left your place. Well, no, it hasn't. Here's a here's a proof of the scan. So it, it all comes down to like the methodology, the training, um, and technology kind of all have to merge together. So, you know, people are like, what's TMC doing talking about root cause methodology? But it, it really does make sense. Yeah, you know, and, and and once we lay this out and get people buzzing about it and actually using it and slowing down and then integrating the tools like the diagnostic tools. And the the culture of problem solving that you want in the shop, you know, led by the senior techs, you know, and then taught to the apprentice techs is that is that when we say root cause, we don't just throw a buzzword. We actually mean something by that. We mean that, you know, if, if you've got uh, if you're in a, in a shop and you've got progressive damage and you're trying to figure out, you know, where the the, the, the whole problem started, because it's going to be a claim, right, that you want to cover or not cover, depending on where it started. You have to slow down and, and kind of step back and truly understand the, the OEM product that you're dealing with, because they're very different sometimes. What's the data saying? And then put that together in terms of a picture. Like, what do you really see here? What are the possibilities? Yeah. And it's not a guessing game. It's actually a um, an eliminate deduction and elimination of things until you get to the point where you say, 
we think it's this, and then you prove it with a confirmation test, like you say, the post scan. You you prove it with a uh, before and after, where you can say I've gotten rid of the problem, I've caused no other problems, I didn't create two new new problems, and I can control it, right? And then I can you know I can make it part of my world, like, and I do no harm to anybody else. And so those those criteria are really important because you don't want to just fix one thing and create two other problems. Yeah. Well, I do want to go back and talk to another service that you guys provide over there at at Aces because I I hang out on like probably too many like Facebook groups with drivers and, and whatnot. But one of the things I see quite often is, hey, I have this repair, I can't afford it. What do I do? Right? And they're and they're just they're just kind of at a loss. They're not sure how to handle it. And I know I worked at a shop, and a lot of times we had customers. They were big bills, and they just you know didn't have didn't have the funds to pay for it. Or they tell you to do it. Like I got the money, then we get it done. And they didn't have the money, so we ran into these <laughs> issues. And I'm sure every every guy out there doing repairs runs into the same thing. So I don't think people understand possibly that that own repair shops what what repair financing is and yeah. and what that can do for them. So can you explain yeah. that to the audience? Absolutely. So what a vital thing, right? You've got a you've got a customer that has a uh, a truck and needs repair. It could have been in there a month already. You know, they've been trying to figure out what's going on. And one of the biggest things that's going on is can you afford, do you have the capital to actually do the work now that the, the bill has, uh, the estimate has actually grown. And so with repair financing, it's an option you can have with, you know, it's risk-based. So you got to qualify, you got to have certain criteria as a, as a, as a customer, you know, nobody's going to get approved, but with all those things lined up, you can now take this repair and have it, have it uh, financed where the shop gets paid up front by our underwriter partner. And there's depending on the type of truck and type of repair it is, right? There's there's a couple of things in there that they actually get paid up. They get paid directly. And then the driver, the owner, the operator can then have a uh, a plan to pay that back, you know, over a period of time. And depending on the nature of the, the amount of it and the type of repair it was, and it becomes a solution instead of maxing your credit cards out, which you may have already done, or preserving capital because you have to operate, you know, as a business with uh, with capital. It gives a solution in those situations where you look like you have no no way to go and, and you do. And that's what we do. That's Truck Suite. Truck Suite is one of our vendors that provides that repair financing is uh, is a big deal. Yeah. So for those of you listening, you know, I just want to make sure I got that other one out there because I think it is an important yeah. piece of a repair shop. Is, and I realized with, with growing my business is I was like, hell bent when I started, like I'm only taking credit cards, right? And then I had to take purchase orders. And now you have to like extend lines of credit to people and this offer financing options to your customers. So it is a it is a great program. It's a legit program. I've seen it in action. Um, and it it is it is a, a they make it as affordable as they can for the actual person that's getting the financing done. And the shop has like zero risk or exposure. So you guys get exactly. paid and it, the truck, the truck's gone. Um, so ACEs, I, I know, I don't know if it's been a year and a half, two years you guys have been going on, but like what, where, now that you're there, you got things going on. I, I hear, I hear you talking about things, you're getting involved in the, in the industry. Have you guys set some goals or where do you guys see yourselves in the next couple of years? Yeah, we see, one of the biggest things we want to do is we want to make sure we have a good basket of vendor programs for our membership. So we're aggressively going after uh, new uh, solutions. And in fact, we've got a couple of news items getting ready to come out, you know, a, a tire distributor, which is an important part of the shop, right? I won't mention any names until we get the thing finalized, but we've got that one going on. We've got some service providers that that can give um, give shops the stuff they need at a, a discount that because they don't have normal volume buying power. So we want 
most of our stuff to be in a niche where it, it you know it's a win-win for both the small shop and the provider. So we want to double and triple our vendor program offerings. And we're aggressively going to the shows and we, you know, we talked to a bunch at TMC. We've got several under the, under the wings right now because what we're learning from everyone is that we're doing well, it's good, but not everyone needs everything at once, but eventually in, in their year as a member, they're gonna need something. And what we've always said was, you just use one service or one benefit, you pay for your membership pretty much. Yeah. You know, you just don't know when that day is going to come. And we make it so attractive. We want it to be so attractive that you join to be a part of that community. And, you know, now with the uh, root cause and recruiting and all these other things, you know, we've got cases consulting. We'll come out and help you with your operational footprint. We'll help you with and you can't get that anywhere, you know, and, and seasoned veterans that can do that and, be, and do it at 50 percent discount to a normal basis. But I forgot to tell you, recruiting is 50 percent of this industry standard, which is tremendous as a member. Yeah, and, I mean, people really like that. All right, Mike, what's the website? How do they how do they find you guys if people are so, interested in learning more? And I know I know vendors too. You guys obviously talk about just bringing on tire vendor. There's always we're a vendor on there. There's you're on, you're looking for those as well. So both sides of the fence. Where do they go? Yeah, so repairaces.org. Repairaces.org is our website. And if you go on our website, you'll see a tremendous list of all the different benefits and everything. Uh, we think we've got a nice uh, view of kind of what it means to be a member. We also have some good um, uh, posts, social media posts. We've been very active. We've learned from the best on how to get out there and make us uh, aware. We have a newsletter that goes out every month now with stories. We've got a new one coming out in April about TMC and all the things going on there. Uh, we do a live uh, webinar po podcast. And in fact, we have one coming up Wednesday um, if you go to our website, you'll see the posting for it um, on Truck Suite. In fact, they're going to do a piece on on financing. So that'd be a good thing okay. to, to tune into this Wednesday at three o'clock. Well, been great having you on here. I know you guys are moving along at a pretty fast clip here. Things are going on good. So for the audience, I just want to say thank you for watching, listening, comment, shares. All that stuff really helps us. And as we end every episode, it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And you need help with associations like Repair Races. They really do help make you more money, drive down costs and make your life a lot easier. So thank you for watching and listening. We'll catch you in the next one.